Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is Joel Stolcraft coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another Monday evening, reflecting into the richness of this topic that we take up each and every Monday, this topic of witness. As you know, if you're a faithful listener to this radio program, that I have a guest with me, a different guest, you know, from from Tuesday to Friday, usually I have the same guest. Well, Monday programming is devoted to a different guest each week. So tonight is Lori Smith, uh, Director of Christian Initiation from St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. Uh, Lori, it is great to have you with me tonight. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here. Lori, I thought bringing you on would really help our audience appreciate some of the inner dynamics of the various journeys that you've encountered. As director of Christian Initiation, certainly you have a unique insight into, uh, you know, that journey of faith that so many people take um, into the Catholic Church. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, and then ultimately how this all brings us back to this great topic of witness. My role at St. John's is to be the first person that anyone who is interested in learning more about the Catholic faith or thinks that they may want to become Catholic, I'm the first person that they will meet with. And it's always a blessing to meet whoever the Lord sends, and it's just a really wonderful and beautiful thing to listen to them and hear how the Lord has brought them to this place right now brought them to St. John's, brought them to even asking questions about the Catholic Church, because we never, ever pressure anyone to become Catholic. That's always the decision of the person and between them and God. So we invite them to come and learn about the Church. And we have a 13-week session that is called Inquiry, and they are able to ask questions. We, we, have, we do certain topics on those things, like on Mary and you know, um, sacred scripture and tradition and different, you know, different things, um, prayer, the mass, all these things. And so they will come and they will listen. And then if they have questions, of course, you know, we will answer them. Um, but it's just a one, really, really wonderful blessing to meet who the Lord sends and to hear their stories. They come from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all education backgrounds, kind of like heaven. You know, yeah. there's not all one type of person in heaven. It's, it's an adventure. It's, it's everyone. And that's our goal is we all want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so they come with, with, a, with a thirst, a hunger for God. And that's what's so beautiful to see is they come and they're ready to change something in their lives. And sometimes I get people and they're just like so, um, how do I want to say it? They're, you know, I haven't been very good in my life. And it's like, sure. yeah, well, look at scripture. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, read yeah. the Bible, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, Peter denied our Lord three times. I, I use that quite frequently, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot of verses of consolation for all of us. As you were talking, Lori, uh, the word that stood out to me was invitation. The invitation. You know, we have to be disposed to be uh, ready and willing to respond to that question. But it's never an imposition always a proposition. It's never a reaction, but always a response. I think that's so important for anyone in their journey of faith, because everyone does. I mean, you you were speaking to it there. Everyone comes from brokenness. Mm -hmm. You and I, we are both broken. We are sinners. We are in need of God. Absolutely. You know, and as faithful Christians and and Catholics, we always need to be mindful of, of what that looks like. Uh, not condemning, but inviting. One of the things that uh, has been talked about in secular media is is the Pope Francis effect. You can take that for, for whatever it's worth, but there is one thing that certainly he has had an effect on, and that is how Catholics are engaging different people with a certain uh, tenderness, with a listening ear. And it's not to demote or disparage the previous popes as much as it is as it is to highlight what our current pope is all about. And, and it is about engaging that person with a loving hand. We were talking last week, Glory, you know, he gave this homily to, um, I think, 13 new uh, priests. They were just ordained. And, and I, I think he used the word 20 times, mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, sacra- mm-hmm. in the sacrament of confession— mercy, mercy, mercy. Do not condemn. Do not. And he was very critical of any words that would denote condemnation. That is not what the sacrament of confession is about. It is about allowing those people who are broken to enter deeper into uh, mercy. You know, love's sacred names there in the sacrament of confession. And why do I talk about this? Because this is what I know you're all about. I mean, when you have people walk through those doors, many of which are nervous, many of which are uh, uncertain, kind of lost, you know, I don't know what this is about, but the Holy Spirit prompted me to come to you, (laughs) you know, so I'm just sitting here in this chair talking with you. I don't know what this looks like on the other side. To be able to just, again, take their hand and say, hey, we're human beings. Absolutely. We're sinners. We're broken. We're on this path together. I think that's very consoling, Lori. Yes. I really do think that's very consoling for the person that you're talking to. I know I've been involved in some capacity with um, the Christian initiation process and I've spoken with different folks and I've really gotten the same thing. You know, they just want to know that there's a place they can call home. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it feels like home in there. On a, you know, we do this on Wednesday nights at St. John's, and when they walk in the door, you know, some of them have been through hell in the daytime. Yeah. And some of them just close the door behind them, and they go, oh, I'm here. You know, everything got thrown in their way so that they shouldn't come that night. They can think of a million excuses why they really sh- don't have time or, or shouldn't go but they fight that and they come and it's like, oh, and then after the class they say, oh, I'm so glad I came. But one of the things that I do do when I, when I speak with someone for the first time, I do tell them that we have a large team of catechists, people who teach the faith, 
And probably collectively, all of us have broken every commandment, you know, that, that, so we are sinners and we've come from backgrounds. Like if you've said, we, we, you know, we're broken and we've come to be healed and we have experienced the mercy of God in the sacrament of confession. We've experienced the mercy of God with one another and in the church. And so we want that for everyone because he is a merciful God. And mm-hmm. the love and just the, um, the camaraderie that we have, you know, as a team and, you know, and then the people that are coming, and it doesn't take long to just, you know, become a part of all of that. Mm-hmm. And people will say to us, it feels like family here. And it's like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Pope Francis in Joy of the Gospel, his apostolic exhortation on the new evangelization and how we are called to evangelize the people at large and, and even those in our local churches, had something he called, I, I love this, personal accompaniment, where he talked about the need to, well, do what we're talking about right now, Lori, and to always be mindful that each and every journey is a journey in, unto itself. It's not like yours or mine. And so we, we need to take them by the hand and just journey with them, mm-hmm. as he put it, accompany yourself with them, listen to them. He was very careful to highlight that word. In fact, I think in the document, he even italicized it, the need to listen, that every journey is different. And what happens when you do that is you open the person up. Mm-hmm. Then they're more willing to share those things that they wouldn't normally share if they weren't comfortable. Sure. And this is why friendship to me, really is the key that unlocks, yes, the new evangelization and language of the church, Lori, but just evangelization in general. Our missionary spirit needs to always be caught up in what it means to be a Christian friend and what it means to listen and what it means to, well, do as you were talking about, you know, say, hey, this is who we are. Uh, there's no bells and whistles here. Right. <laughs> Mine is that 12 o'clock bell that goes off over there every hour, right? No, we just, we are here on a journey. Mm-hmm. We are all pilgrims here on earth. And yeah, that's a very comforting, consoling thing. And most importantly, it witnesses to them. Mm-hmm. You know, tonight, this night is always about the various aspects of how we are called to witness to our faith. This to me, Lori, is a profound witness and is a salient piece to any and every uh, work of evangelization that we can engage each and every person for who they are versus, you know, who they are not. Right, exactly, exactly. And you have to go, you know, each of us, I mean, I, in my own life, you know, someone came to where I was and brought me up to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't say, okay, you're here, and now you're going to go there because you really need to go there because you're so not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't do that. Yeah. They came where I was and brought me to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is huge. Basically reached out their hand and said, come on, you know, let's go. And just the, the whole ministry is such a blessing. And each time a person comes and they start coming and we get to know them and they get to know us. Um, they get blessed, I believe, and we do too. Mm-hmm. We get blessed by just their gifts because each of us are unique, precious, and unrepeatable, created by God. 
And each of us have been given specific gifts for the building up of the body of Christ. And so once we all understand that we're all doing this together and we get this kind of a team mentality or a, you know, a family mentality that we all have something to offer, it's beautiful. It really, really is. Well, I mean, have we not seen throughout church history and just the larger scope of salvation history, the, the great saints being those who have converted from other faiths? You know, I mean, of course, we have this in Scripture and the great conversion of, of Saul to Paul. And all throughout history, we have seen individuals bringing their, as you put it, unrepeatable gifts, mm-hmm. you know, Lori, to uh, the table. And yeah, they, they go through the uh, formation process. They are, they are seeking the Lord at a much deeper level. And they have this singular laser-like focus on Jesus Christ. And then out after that formation, they are sent, you know, and they have become disciples for Christ. And they're now bringing all of those unrepeatable gifts and talents and charisms um, to the church. And it's always so exciting for me to see. And I know, um, Lori, you have seen that um, on a very personal and practical level because of of your role. And I, it, it does, it just warms me. I mean, it puts a smile on my face. And I'm just thinking of a few folks who have actually joined me on this radio program <laughs> on Monday night who have now been sent forth to evangelize and catechize as, as our Lord has commanded us to do so with a deeper understanding of what it means to be commissioned. You know, mm-hmm. commissio. You, what does that word mean in Latin? To be sent with. Something? Mm-hmm. No. Someone. Jesus Christ. And it's in light of that newfound relationship with Jesus Christ, most especially in the Eucharist, that they have uh, been formed and strengthened to, yeah, go out there and and preach the good news. And amen to that. Amen, indeed. Yeah, because, you know, Lori Smith is Lori Smith, Joe Holcraft is Joe Holcraft, and God forbid there be another one of the both of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a scary thing, right? No, no. But this is the beauty of the body of Christ, you know, yes. and when we come to appreciate this at a deeper level, once again, it's to see that, yeah, if we're cooperating with the Holy Spirit and we are in harmony with one another, there is nothing more beautiful. That's true. And That's it, true. it's just an exciting thing. As we're talking about all of this, Lori, what about the things that are out there? You know, there's a reason why people are walking through those doors at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. There's a reason why they are coming to your office Today, 2014, there's a lot of people that would have us thinking that the Catholic Church is dead because of its teachings on contraception, abortion, and all the hot-button topics. But it is, in fact, those very things that are bringing them into the Catholic Church, or at the very least— to be fair to all of our listeners, at the very least, it's those things, those teachings that lead to the question— why do you teach that? Maybe they're not going to become Catholic, you know, but why do you stand the way you stand on contraception? I remember I got my hair cut about a month ago and the gal, she says, she just looks at me and she says, so the whole contraception thing, do you guys actually still teach that that's not okay? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we teach that it's not okay. Why? And we got, we've gotten this wonderful conversation and down deep she says, you know, there are times when it just doesn't feel right. And it was striking to me mm-hmm. that she was so willing to 
to open up and talk about that. And yeah, so what have you experienced on that front? You know, I've experienced some really beautiful things um, in that aspect of it, Joe. Um, I, I love to see the young people coming, and we get quite a few young people. It just amazes me. And they have tried it the other way. They have seen maybe their parents try it the other way, other people they know, and it just doesn't seem to have worked out that well for them. And they want to know what else is there. What does God have to offer? Maybe if I followed the commandments, what is this? Who, what is this that the church teaches, and why are you still here after two? There must be something if I go, if we go back to the beginning, back to the you know to the early history of it, this drew people. It's drawn people for centuries. I'm feeling drawn to the Catholic Church. I get I hear a lot. You know, my grandmother was Catholic. My parents weren't, um, or they were, but they weren't practicing. Uh, I want to know. And my grandmother had such a peace about her. She had a different way that she lived, and I want to know more about that mm. way. Mm. And so they they come and they want to know um, the Lord is leading them. They know the Lord is leading them because it takes them a while to to you know to understand that. And finally, when it gets to the point where they can't stop thinking about it, you know they call us, and I usually call them within twenty four hours and and get them you know a time to meet with them. But I love to see the young people. I really do. And they, we have a, a group for teens. So on a Wednesday night from 6.30 to 8, we have um, adults that, that are going through this. We have teens that are done, you know, they're taught separately in the uh, Life Teen House with young adults and older teens. So it's more their peers, but they're very well-formed peers. And then we have uh, children, an area across the street in the school. We have two groups for children. So we're able to, and then we have child care as well. So we're able to encompass that whole family. But what excites me the most is the young people, the mm. teens, the young adults that come. And I just remember Pope John Paul II saying, the young people, the young people, when he was dying, yes. they said, Holy Father, they're out in the square and they're praying for you. And he said, are the young people there? Are the mm. young people there? You know, he wasn't just saying that, St. John Paul II, St. John Paul the Great, just to say it. He yeah. said that throughout his whole pontificate. Mm -hmm. The young people, the young people, and we're starting to see them come. Yeah. And they are on fire. Yeah. And when they hear the truth, you know, there's so many lies out there in the secular world, you know, we're just bombarded with them all the time. They want to know, and they, it's like a beacon of light to them. They want to know, and once they get it, they just are all fired up. It's beautiful to see. Amen. Well, you know, Lori, we are wired for truth, right? We are wired for truth. So, yeah, naturally we're going to uh, gravitate towards that which we were made for, God. You know, and the, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of lies out there, remembering that Satan is the father of lies. So he wants to get in the way. But once we see truth for what it is, and maybe that comes, Lori, in uh, someone's gentle hand saying, hey, come, mm -hmm. you know, I want to show you something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Debbie Rizals and I were talking last week, you know, on the heels of Sunday's gospel of uh, the dialogue between Philip and Nathaniel. 
And Philip says, ah, I have found, you know, the one that Moses was talking about. He's, he's from Nazareth. And, and Nathaniel's like, what good comes from Nazareth? You know, it always cracks me up. And he says what? Come and, and see. see. Yep. It's that invitation we were talking about. You must have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, to understand, you know, this is what our evangelization needs to be about. Mm-hmm. And this is why St. John Paul II, and I love saying that, St. John Paul II went to the youth mm-hmm. because he knew deep down that he was bringing the grace of that office to wherever he went. Mm-hmm. And that grace is a profound encounter with the Holy Spirit. And this is why so many youth, by the hundreds of thousands, experienced conversions and why they all went to Vatican when he died. Are they there? You better believe they were there, Absolutely. Right? I mean, a, a collection of people that history, literally, Lori, has never seen before. I mean, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were talking about the youth, you know, another thing that he said, that is St. John Paul II, is that, you know, we think of, of the youth as the church of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, they're mm-hmm. the church of today. They're, they're the, the church, church of, of the now. now. Because Christendom, the great truth of Christendom rests upon that truth. It is today, the gift of today. And uh, what did he say there in Denver? I love it. He says, you know, you've come here to Denver to, to come and see me, to, to be taught by me, your Pope. Yet it is you who teach me and your joy and your music, and all that you bring to this place. What a profound thing to say, Lori. I mean, for the Pope of the Catholic Church to say to the youth, you minister to me. Weren't you talking earlier (laughs) how those who walk through those doors? Minister to us. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. And we have to allow ourselves to be ministered to. Yes, absolutely. What does our Lord say? I have come to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit that you would even surpass my great works. Well, mm-hmm. what does that look like? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, gosh, Lord, what are you saying? That, well, if we are doing what we are supposed to be doing, yeah, that means, yeah, I will send you uh, into the field and the people in the field will minister to you. We have to remember something, Lori, that the saints of the Catholic Church they're not even Catholic yet, some, right? That's right. We have to be willing to recognize that for what it is and be humble and to see, as we spoke to it already, yeah, hey, there are a lot of people out there that bring a lot of gifts, and that's a powerful, powerful thing. Every person that comes in to meet with me to consider going through the formation or just even to go through inquiry and just find out more, you know, and they're always asked, you know, at, at certain different specific points, you know, do you want to move forward? It's up to you. It's between you and the Lord. But every single person that comes in, I look at as someone that I will be spending eternity with in heaven. That's the goal. And I tell them that, right, you know, I want to go to heaven. We all want to go to heaven and I want to see you in heaven, mm-hmm. you know, And it's really the truth. I mean, you just, you know, and so if we're going to be together in heaven, then we ought to start hanging out with each other Mm -hmm. and liking each other now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. if you wait till you get to heaven, you know, it's not going to work out so well. Uh, so, so So the kingdom of heaven begins now here on earth. It, it, it's, it's our choice 
we can choose each day to go for heaven or to go for hell, to live in heaven or to live in hell, to live in joy or to live in despair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, we have free will. Yep. The Lord's yep. not going to get in the way of that. And so I choose heaven. Yep. I choose joy. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to put it before us each and every day, Lori, and to say, am I going to live with the end in mind? That's what it's about. Yep. Am I going to make this decision in light of what awaits me? as opposed to I'm going to make this decision because this is what I want to do right now and I don't care what anyone thinks. You right. know what I mean? Right. That is that concupiscent appetite, that inclination to, you know, just to serve the desires of the flesh. We have to enter into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ in prayer so as to overcome that and begin to really form ourselves in the virtues that set us apart. Taking the great moral virtues of faith, hope, and love allowing those virtues to strengthen those cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude, and allow them uh, to uh, aid you, to help you in becoming the best version of who God is calling you to be. Well, Lori, our time is about up. It was pretty quick. That was uh, <laughs> Did you have any closing thoughts or comments? I know you. we talked a little bit before about the family, mm-hmm. the importance of, of the family. Yes, the family, you know, one of the things that I love seeing is when a family comes and they all want to see what the cat, you know, mom and dad bring the kids, but the kids, you know, start going, the teens start going next door so they can all come on one night and it can be a family, you know, event for them. Um, Each one being catechized or learning about the faith at their own level. Then when they get back in the car, they can all drive home and talk about what they've learned. So we want that to be um, to, to be something that we've we've been working on building this kind of a format, so that we will be able to serve the families that come. So I'm really excited that we finally arrived, hopefully at that pos- at that place. But um, just in ending, I just want to say that that choice, that free will. You know, we, we go over the commandments. That's one of the things we do in, in all the levels. We go over the commandments. And the, the, the idea of freedom, you might have talked about it before on some of your programs, but freedom is not the ability to do what you want and when you want. It's the, the ability to do what you know is the best thing for God. Yeah. Um, and not that's license is to do what you want yeah. when you want, but to know what you should do and what you want to do so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven. Amen. And this is why we form our consciences, right? Our, in uh, the, the truths of the faith, you know, the teachings of Jesus Christ that we might best uh, come to understand of, of, you know, what that freedom looks like. Well, once again, Lori, thank you for the gift of your time. Let us close in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at jholljmj at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours 
at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.